G'day everyone, uh, good to be back. Bit of John Carpenter, Jared. Yes. Which would be cl- very close to your heart. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. Back to back John Carpenter. These were requested by our mate Ali, got in touch with us recently. Good taste. Yeah, good taste. He's Excellent taste. Also, also, also mentioned... crackers. Yeah, also mentioned Escape from New York as well. Yeah, I would have been up for that one. Yeah, absolutely. But first one we're going to roll out in the John Carpenter stakes is Big Trouble in Little China. But before we get to that, what have you been watching, mate? Oh, by the way, no Gibbo tonight. No. Look, look, the, the, the Thrill Me Secretary caused some miscommunications, some non-communications. <laughs> so uh, I'll put my hand up and say I stuffed him around a little bit there. But right. Um, hopefully we'll have him back on deck for the next one. Yeah. But look, we, we, we just sort of letting people know um, we're not uh, not putting them out at the, quite at the regularity that we were. You know, we're just working on some scheduling mm. situations. We we'll haven't gone anywhere. We're we'll just, get back on it. We're just uh, making sure we can get together at the same time. Just so. some minor repairs to the production yeah, line. Yeah. We were churning them out. We were churning them out, but we've, we've had to slow down briefly. Um, but we will try and get back to uh, once a week or yep. once a fortnight. All right, what have you been watching? Quite small. Quite small list. I uh, watched some more Key and Peele. Good quite, stuff. Yeah, quite enjoying that. It's good sort of sketch comedy. It's not on the level of something like a Chappelle, but it's it's the same sort of vein, and there's, there is some very good sketches in there. Not on the same level as Hail and Pace? <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe not. <laughs> Hail and Pace is sort of fly these days. They're <laughs> <laughs> not well, are they? Not well in the current environment. No. Um, I caught up on Voltron, the Netflix one, because season three is... Season three's just hit, and I hadn't watched season two yet, so I got a few episodes into that. Yeah, and how is it? Yeah, it's good. I really like it. It's a fairly solid recreation and sort of in the style of the original, but trying to sort of get some season-long plot threads going and, and things like that, so yeah, it's quite good. I like it. I watched Wolf Creek, the TV series. What was that I like? started it. It's pretty good. Yeah? Yeah, it wasn't too bad at all. I'm, I'm three episodes in, and there's six episodes. I think Mick Taylor is just pretty effective, especially if you live in Australia, because he's got that country vibe where he's sort of gruff, and when he first encounters people, he sort of makes gags and then throws like a an insult in there, hmm. and just sort of sees how it goes down. And quite honestly, I've encountered blokes like that yeah, <laughs> in exactly. my travels, so it kind of rings a bit close to home. So he's pretty he's pretty scary in that regard. He's quite effective, but. Yeah, it's, it's not too bad. It's uh, I quite enjoy it. So Good. I'll give you the full rundown when I finish those last three episodes. Okay. And the last one I watched was um, War for the Planet of the Apes. What was that like? Good. Good way to round it out. I think the second one was probably the best of the series for me. But, yeah, this one's really good. And I think on repeat viewing it, it will probably elevate a little bit. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. There was a couple of things I was a bit iffy I could go either way on, but I reckon, you know, when I thought about them afterwards and on a repeat viewing, I reckon I'll lean sort of more favourably on them. So, yeah, yeah, I was really happy with it. Good way to round it out. Good. That's a really good trilogy. Yeah, very good. By the sound of things. That's it? That's it. All right, mine were pretty low-key as well. I ended up watching um, Last Chance You, Season 2. Yeah. Not a fan. Well... I just don't think anyone gives a rat's ass about anything other than football. And I understand it's about football. Yeah. But, you know, it's hard to sort of get behind some of these guys based on what they've done. Um, And I know that people need a second chance, but, you know, the coach says at one stage over one player, you know, if he wasn't a good footballer, we wouldn't even be talking to him. 
And it's true. Which is problematic. I mean, it's problematic. But also, I think the coaches are also problematic. They're yelling at these... Like, the main coach, he... I understand coaching's difficult. Mm. You know, I mean, it, it gets very frustrating. But the way he treats some of these guys, I think is pretty poor. Like, the, mm. the, the days of doing that was the 1980s. Yeah, yeah, the yelling know? and the, the fire and brimstone yeah, doesn't seem to doesn't work, work. As well anymore. It doesn't work. And the really good coaches are the ones that know how to handle different personalities. And it's about yeah. man management more than it is about X's and O's and yeah. what and if they respect run. you, then you can bring a little bit of fire and brimstone yeah, exactly. when, the, when the occasion calls for it. But if they don't respect you and all you do is yell, they just couldn't... They couldn't give it a rat. So... Look, I, I don't see any reason why there should be a season three. Mm. I don't think that really it's, it's really that good. <laughs> and look, look, don't get me wrong, it holds you in there because the football stuff, you know, they, they, they take you through games and yeah. you get kind of... But you know what? I'd rather watch Friday Night Lights. That's basically yeah. what Friday Night Lights was. It was a fictionalised version of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's ten times better. Yep. Um, other than that, I watched a couple of comedy films, um, 21 and Over. And the Duff. I don't know if you've seen Again. either of those. Yeah, it was something that Caitlin wanted to watch and we were just there. So, oh, look, I liked them both. Yeah. I thought they were both all right. Good for a laugh. But that was about it. Really wasn't on to much at all this week. No. All right. Take a break. Here's the trailer for 1986's Big Trouble in Little China. This is Jack Burton in the Pork Chop Express, and I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. It's a pretty amazing planet we live on here. And a man would have to be some kind of fool to think we're all alone in this universe. There is a hidden world where ancient evil weaves a modern mystery. What's going on here? Is this some kind of... Magic. The darkest magic. They call it Little China. Finally, we shall bring order out of chaos. It's where Big Trouble was waiting for Jack Burton. Who? Jack Burton. Me. Jack. Jack. Jack! They told him to go to hell. He made one move. And that's just where he's going. Somebody, I don't care who, tell me what is going on. Mysteries, many unanswerable questions, even in a life as short as yours. <clears throat> my destiny rests in your capable hands. Hey, I'll do my best. Jack, 
Jack Burton's coming to rescue your summer. Hey, what more can a guy ask for? 20th Century Fox presents Kurt Russell in John Carpenter's Big Trouble in Little China. It's on the reflexes. Big Trouble in Little China, directed by John Carpenter, who gave us Halloween the Thing, written by Gary Goldman, David Z. Weinstein, and W.D. Richter. W.D. Richter actually wrote Invasion of the Body, Body Snatchers, mm-hmm. and then he followed it up with Stealth. Right. Yeah. And it's produced by Larry Franco. It stars Kurt Russell as Jack Burton, Kim Cattrall as Gracie Law, Dennis Dunn as Wang Chi, and James Hong as David Lopan. The budget for this was $25 million, and the box office was a measly 11. 11, yeah, when it started. And Kurt Russell turned down the role of Connor McLeod in Highlander to appear in this film. <laughs> right. Very interesting. Well, I don't think either were that great at the box office at the time. They no. both become sort of cult yeah, yeah. classics, so I guess it really didn't matter to him. No. All right. Jared, general thoughts. Okay. On Big Trouble in Little China. So for me, this one firmly sits in the better when we were young category. I do enjoy... Kurt Russell's great. Carpenter always brings something to the table that I enjoy. Well, almost always. (laughs) (coughs) I, I like the kind of blending of the kung fu martial arts sort of movies in there. But throwing your classic American ball bag in yeah, the mix yeah, yeah. Jack Burton. And I like his kind of obliviousness to the fact that he's kind of just along for the ride yeah. <laughs> and stuffing things up. So there's a bit of comedy there. There's The entertainment value is there. I don't think it's as good as... I don't think it holds up as well. The story's very, very thin. And it kind of just goes from one sort of situation to the next. It doesn't really build all that well. It's just kind of we do this, then we do that, then we do this. And But overall, it probably sits... I was going to go three. I was tossing up three and a half, a bit of nostalgia. I think I'll probably go three. Might be being a little harsh, but yeah, it's not one of my favourite... Not one of my absolute favourite carpenters. Yeah. Look, I would kind of agree. It's... I was really entertained... It's it's a, it's sort of your action adventure mixed with, as you say, martial arts, and Kurt Russell plays basically a massive buffoon who, <laughs> who mucks everything up. Yeah. But it's kind of good for a few laughs, and that adventure, that Indiana Jones style stuff, yeah. I always enjoyed. Yep. I gave it a three and a half, but I totally agree. This is not on par with the best of Carpenter. Not even close. Like, to me. Everything that came before this is is pretty good from Carpenter. What about everything that came after? We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah. But this is a good, mindless bit of fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I enjoy it for what it is. But yeah, I don't rush to see it. Uh, I couldn't see myself rushing to see it again in a, in, a, in a while. Yeah. But when I do throw it on, you know, I, I sort of feel that nostalgia and I get back into it. Yeah, you and get I think that's what happened here. Yeah, and that's I was the same. I got a bit of a buzz from it. Mm. I actually watched it last year, and prior to that, I reckon it was ten years. 
Yeah, there's a bit of a gap for me. Yeah, and I'd left it. I'd left it a long time, and then when I came back to it, I was sort of a little bit let down. I enjoyed it more this time. Um, but yeah, it's, it it's was not, a staple of TV it. too back yeah. in our day. Yeah. So, so we probably saw it a hell of a lot back then. We did. Yeah. All right, the likes. I just think Jack Burton's one of my favourite characters. <laughs> he is cool. all round. He's very good. He's he's kind of one part hero mixed with sort of three parts idiot. Yeah, he's kind of like a massive moron, but he's he doesn't. Okay. <laughs> There's a little bit of uh, <laughs> bit of something falling from the uh, the shelving. Just the building just collapsing around us. Yeah, this is a top flight studio <laughs> environment. Yeah, look, he's he's kind of a bumbling. He's a bumbling hero, but Russell just gives it that. He's so likable. Yeah. He always sort of brings that likability to all this type of stuff. And yeah, and it's, it, from, the, it's from the get-go. Like yeah. that intro of him gibbering on the CB to no one in particular. Just rambling. Yeah, jamming a sandwich down his guts yeah, at but the it's same kind time. Of, um, it's got that sort of, as you said, that uh, little bit of Kurt Russell just gives it this little bit of obliviousness, but it's super confident. Yeah. Like, it just works. It does. It really it, he, he's really, really good, and he has a couple of great pa- uh, parts within the set pieces that just show him off to be an absolute idiot. Yeah. And I'll get to them a little bit later on, the likes, but some of them are just... They, they make the film for me. Yeah, yep. I actually like the way he gets involved in the plot too. Like the just the very simple sort of gambling, you know, that sort of Chinese gambling yeah. culture and just kind of says... Uh, He's our own money, money now, yeah. you know, and sort of follows along. Yeah. That, for me, was simple, but... Effective. Very effective. Yeah. Well, it gets him simply into the mix. And his truck. His truck goes missing. Yeah, yeah. Um, just to, just quickly, there's a bit of rather impressive fashion with one of yes. the thugs in the street fight at the start. The sunnies? The sunnies that are basically <laughs> fully covered except for, like, little slits. Yeah, yeah. What's that all about? Just quietly? I was thinking it's not going to be very effective <laughs> once you start. You're not going to be seeing the punches and kicks coming from all angles, are you? You're just <laughs> hoping that they're in that little strike. It has to be face to face. Yeah, yeah. You contact someone you know, goes for the sweep, <laughs> you're sitting there going, shit, where'd where they go? <laughs> I like the synth score. Yeah. Not yeah. memorable. No. Not Not classic Carpenter. But solid. It does the job again. It does the job well, and it brings in that little bit of Asian influence to the actual music, yep. which I liked. Yep. I noticed Endo from Die Hard yeah, makes a, up a fairly was, substantial appearance he almost. Was. He was one of the Wing Kongs, I think it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he doesn't say anything. No, just kicks him. <laughs> and you would never mistake him with a flowing... Moolay, balding Moolay and Fu Manchu mustache. No. It's a very, uh, it is a very unique. He's a unique movie. character. It would have just set it off perfectly with the sunnies and with the, you know, the <laughs> small, small stripe in the middle. Yeah, but he was on the other team. <laughs> they were allowed to wear him. I'm, I'm a bit like you. Blending the action-adventure elements with Chinese mythology and then supernatural stuff. Yeah. I think it kind of works. It's it like really a, it's cool. a bit of a it's a bit of a mixture. Yeah, but it seems to work. It, it comes across really, really well. well, and it also lent a really nice visual style to it. The whole Chinatown look mixed in a bit of neon for all the you know the shop signs, classic yeah. American sort of shop signs with the neon and all that sort of stuff. And obviously the action benefits in parts, like the blue at the end. 
is massively influenced by, you know, it's got all the martial arts fighting They're in there. They're flying through the air it past each other. It works well because yeah. of it, I think. So it's, yeah, it was a, it's a good blend. And I think, although Carpenter's not really an action director, I think he brings a bit of energy and a bit of flair to it. Um, some of those sequences, I think yeah. they end up looking quite good. So um, it throws a bit of comedy in there yeah. too. So. And he tosses in a, a nice little horror element where they come out of the... They get submerged in the lift and when they yeah, come out, yeah. there's all those corpses hanging there. And, it actually you know, it just sort of, sort of nice reminded in. me of Goonies, but as yeah. you said, a bit more of the horror to it. There. Yeah, it's cool. I like that. And, and that, yeah, that was... Uh, yeah, speaking of the Goonies, I just think that that's the kind of thing... It's kind. It's more an adult sort of Goonies. Yeah, it's definitely got. Because it's not quite time. indie, because indie's the hero, mm. but it's kind of that step back, a bit like the Goonies. They were a bit out of their depth. Yep. So I do like. I really did like that. I thought early on there was some reasonable. There was a bit of banter between Jack and Gracie that I thought worked all right. Yeah. Especially when they first meet, when she advises him that you know. I can smell you from a mile away. It's yeah, Milliton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, there's a there's a bit of banter early. Unfortunately, there's a dislike to it, and that is there's not enough. Yeah, well, I've got a dislike that I'll get to later that involves that. But there was a couple. There was a couple of bits that worked for me, mostly involving Burton. Yeah, yeah. Like his his, his, his stupidity and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, it, it's laughable at times. Like as you said, he's a buffoon. <laughs> he thinks so. Yeah, but he doesn't. He's yeah. like sitting there thinking she's she's into me. This is like you know <laughs> because there's an absolutely piss funny sequence where they come out in the drain, yeah, under the water, and they're so excited to be alive that she kisses him. Yeah. And then he goes, oh, yeah, she's like, sorry, sorry, yeah, got swept up in the moment and that. She goes to move forward and he goes in for another crack. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, yeah. no, mate. Because <laughs> he's so super confident he's, he's, exactly. he's right in for it. Yep. And I really do like that stuff. Visual effects, sparing, but decent. They yeah. still hold up a little bit. Half and half. They could have keep the... To a bit of a minimum? Yeah. Normally, I'm sort of the other way around, but I think the practicals failed a little bit this yeah, time. Yeah, I'll, I'll get into that, but yeah, <clears> the <throat> other ones were pretty good. The, for the time, the stuff like the lightning effects... Because we're talking 86, storms. mate. That was pre... It, it was not CGI yeah, yeah. done. It was all done in different ways. Yeah, and exactly. it was rather effective. So those, the lightning ones for the three storms <clears> were very effective. The green sort of explosions and things that yeah. were going on, very effective. Even the, the during the battle when they use that Egg Shen and Lo Pan are sort of they've got these kind of avatars sort of battling. Yeah, yeah. Like these shadowy kind of even that looks all right. Yeah. You know, you, you, most of it is fairly passable, but there's a couple of uh, exceptions. There's a couple of duds in there, yeah. but <clears throat> I agree with you that the actual practical stuff becomes more of an issue. Mm. Now, I mentioned before that Jack's sort of this buffoon and he has a couple of these moments, but there's just a couple of absolute gems. The one, the bit where he jumps on that bike's back and he says, puts the knife to his throat and says, you make one more move and whack! That's right. I also like when he gets in the first punch-up with one of those guys and just belts one of them twice and then kind of just goes, oh, and just gets thrown across the room. Just, yeah, Russell bringing the, bringing the required comedy. Yeah, he brings nice chops to it. Um, I also like he pulls, yeah, when he kills the bloke with the Uzi, mm. and he looks surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the bloke's like, is that the first time you've ever bloked anyone? And he's like, 
Of course, of course not. Yeah. Let's go. Let's like, go. He's just pure bluster. He's got the chest poked out. Yeah. <laughs> I also love the bit where um, the big fight, or the big fight near the end, or there's a fight with Endo and his crew. Yeah. Wang, his mate, mm. flies into the mix and starts belting blokes, and um, Jack bends down to get the knife out of his boot, <laughs> accidentally throws it away, <laughs> and then runs off to get it. By the time he comes back into the action... Everyone's been had their ass kicked. Yeah, as you said, um, Jack's kind of the sidekick, and, and yeah. um, everyone seems to sort of cotton on a little bit, except him. Yeah, <laughs> and I actually really like that idea. Yeah, it's that a the whole idea. movie seems to be playing up the fact that Jack's not really the hero. If you're looking no. at it closely, he's not. Actually, Wang's the hero. Yeah, and it yet, does more damage in the fight. The movie is uh, sort of shown from the. The sidekick perspective, yeah, which is interesting. Yep, and I thought it actually comes off all right. It does. I, I do love him letting out a yell at the final battle, firing a couple of shots into the air. They knock out a small piece of the roof, then <laughs> falls on his head and knocks him out. Yeah, that was excellent. Uh, that was. Uh, I reckon that was probably the funniest, funniest bit for me. No, no, nah, the funniest bit for me was when he finally does kill a bloke in the in the battle. He makes an absolute hash of it. He falls over and his knife sticks out the bottom of his boot. The guy falls on it and then he just goes, oh, shit. And he's stuck there. They sort of cut away from his fighting. They come back to him and he's sitting there going, oh, he's he's trying to get out from under the body. Yeah, they cut away again. They come back and he's three quarters of the way over and he's trying to get him off. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. But he has so many of those little touches. Yeah. And they are enhanced by... Russell's performance. Yeah. I actually think James Hong is just outstanding casting too. He's just got... His voice kind of evokes like a witch or something. Yeah, from yeah, Like yeah. a Disney movie or something. So he just fits perfectly with this sort of demon type yeah. thing that he is. Like when he's cackling and carrying on, he just... He's spot on. And a little bit with Egg Shen. Yeah. A little bit from him too. Like he kind of looks like a hobbit. So your boy him as like... Is he the bloke um, from Tremors? Uh, who runs the yeah, store? I think it's the same guy. Yeah, he I wants to sell so. him shit yeah. for five bucks. Walter. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah I, I, I recognise him. He hasn't changed a day. No, <laughs> he looks no. exactly the same. And he's, both yeah, he's perfect. Just that kind of like his droopy eye and stuff like that. Yeah. Just again, it lends itself to this guy's been around forever. These sort of, it's got that element to it where you buy that they're these two are, you know, magic basically. Yeah. So I think the casting for those two was excellent. I'm going to throw this out there. You know how um, Gibbo was a big Claire Fulani fan? Mm -hmm. Kim Cattrall is a striking woman. (laughs) Striking. Back, even even now, still striking, but back then, she was in Police Academy, she was in a a number of bigger films back then. Very striking woman. You're a fan? I'm a big fan. (laughs) I love the expanding guy. (laughs) The guy who expands. My, um... (laughs) I was actually kind of watching this. He doesn't um, really expand in full to start with, does he? He just no, sort of no, expands he just slightly. Sort of gets angry and then, yeah, just sort of just keeps blowing up. Like, I, I was actually watching it. I wasn't watching it in front of my kids. I was kind of watching it around them. But then my daughter walked in just as he was blowing up. 
And she started cracking up. She's three, and she absolutely started cracking up and saying, look at him, he's blowing up like a balloon. Yeah. And then I quickly sort of turned it around before all the fucking entrails blew. It did crack me up. It does. Just because he goes... And then it cuts away, comes back, and he's like, oh, he's fucking bulbous head and shit, and then suddenly he just explodes in a hail of guts. Yes. I loved it. Actually, I liked all three of those guys. They all had a little something to offer. They don't talk much, but they didn't have to. I thought that was excellent. Yeah, it, it suited really well. Just sort of his minions to kind of yeah, yeah. Get a few, that that fits really well with that sort of um, the inspiration from the martial arts movies. You know, yeah, not doing a lot of talking. We're just here to stop you from getting from you know point A to point B. It felt kind of like us. boss battleish. Yeah, you know, in yeah. in a computer game. Yeah, and it worked. I thought they were, they were really cool. Three three storms. Yeah, yeah. I actually liked the fact that Jack kind of. He doesn't end up with a girl. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's kind of that feeling they they flirt and there's that little sort of touch that they might get together. Yeah. And in a lot of these movies, you would have. But it's kind of like, well, you know, at the end, he just sort of gets in his truck and he moves on, you know, and that's the end of it. <laughs> I didn't really get it, to be honest. No, neither did I, I because I, I don't think they really set that up very yeah, well. Yeah, it seemed like completely the opposite of what he was likely to do but I, it did sort of take me by surprise a little bit yeah, yeah and I didn't I didn't sort of dislike it no it was just interesting to see that end that way yeah it uh, doesn't kind of wrap up as you would have expected yeah which I thought was pretty good I better get into the comics and find out where Jack Burton yeah, went where did he go yeah, they're actually the current one is um, Snake Plissken and Jack Burton crossing oh, over oh really so two Russells oh, right. <laughs> uh, also I love the uh, final credits song Big yeah. Trouble Little China, written by John Carpenter. Performed by Carpenter, was <laughs> yeah, it? Was it? I, th- I think it was the it was the Coupe de Ville. Yeah, yeah, that's his band, Carpenter isn't it? Carpenter and Nick Castle. And yeah, yeah. Or something like that. I think you're right, yeah. 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 Classic. Talented man. He's a, t- he's a talented man. Yep. He's a talented man. When we get to talking about his later films, <laughs> I'll retract some of that. <laughs> yeah, he's wisely sort of gone into music now, getting sort of... Yeah, he's getting rave reviews, I believe, on his music his stuff. Albums, yeah. Now, do you have anything else, Jared? No, that was pretty much it for me, for the likes. Yeah. Now, the dislikes. Mm-hmm. I said before, a little more banter between Jack and Gracie would have helped, yeah. but also would have established their relationship, which yeah. kind of didn't feel like it was there. Didn't really, yeah. That's, that's, kind of, that's kind of what I was saying in terms of like the story being pretty thin. Because she um, kind of disappears for a stretch. Yeah. I actually wasn't a big fan of her performance either. Yeah, there, there was wasn't a little bit of overacting going on, and I, you know, it almost seemed like I don't know whether it was trying to match Russell's kind of bluster, and she she kind of had this air about her, or she was. Yeah, I think proper. there was a just, bit of that. Yeah, it didn't really do um, it for me. I also she think they down kinda, the stretch it got a bit better. They kind of went with sort of the motor mouth. Yeah, you know, she talked a lot. Yeah, and she yeah, talked yeah. fast. Yeah, but the, I think that the secondary, the problem to that was that. There was nothing for her to do. In, in, in a sense, her character feels like she's the heroine. Yeah. But then disappears for a, a, a substantial portion, mm. returns to be basically damsel in distress. Yep. Um, and I don't know whether there was really anything to much to work with. No. Which is disappointing because I really felt you could have built that character 
with some banter with Russell. Yeah, well, you could all you could have almost made her like I don't know. I just feel that there was a couple too many supporting characters. Yeah, as well. the reporter. Just, the reporter just kind of dropped in, <clears> then the, then the maitre d who I actually liked. But he didn't really serve much of a purpose. He could no. have been doing things that the uncle was doing, or that, or that Wang was doing. Well, this is the thing: the reporter, doing. the reporter character is kind of superfluous to me. Yeah, and could have been she Gracie. Could have almost been the reporter. Yeah. Well, she should have just been a reporter. Like, yeah, she, who she was getting it, involved, yeah. in, too involved in the story or something? Because she yeah. made a comment about she was a lawyer. Yeah. And I'm like, well, where? What you, where do why you have practice? we got this here? <laughs> you well, seem we, to have a lot of time off here. Well, why is she? Why do we require a lawyer? Yeah. It had to do with the um, smuggling, aspect, the smuggling yeah. aspect, but it was stupid. Like she should have been a reporter on the case of a smuggling story. Yeah, which it was what the other girl bit, was. That, might have been a little bit more tidied up. Yeah, the other girl was there. Could have just been plucked yeah. out of there and pissed off and, and given you, her pieces to you know it seemed like she was Gracie. brought in just to drop that Lopan hadn't been seen for a while and, and things like that yeah when as you said that could have been done so yeah I wasn't I wasn't a big fan of that the other thing too is the story is, is really paper thin it's sort of they just sort of stumble from one thing to the next they get involved and then Mei Lin gets taken yeah and it's after that it's just kind of oh we've got to get it back from Lopan but you're just sort of stumbling from situation yeah. to situation. And the whole idea of the green eyes, and I got all that. Yeah. Um, and and the Gracie had green eyes as well. And you know, I we almost feel like it would have worked better with an element of like Game of Death, like they got into the place, and then had to work their way through some of the things that they found. Yeah. Because they just seemed to go in and then leave and then else, come and back, leave and, and then come back, and it just sort of felt a little bit all over the shop. Yeah, um, a little bit. I kind of felt too that Mei Lin is basically she's just a plot device, like just to get Burton in. Yeah, it. there's no she. I mean, she barely speaks in the film, no. and she really doesn't get anything to do yeah. much. Because then, of course, you know Burton's got to be the one that's. Oh, I've got to rescue mine. Okay, it couldn't be just I'm going to help my buddy rescue his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Girl, you know, so they had to have the two green eyed. Yeah, yeah. Just, and look, I understood it because it was about low pan. Being able to become powerful and everything if he had two yeah. girls with green eyes. Well, he only needed one, didn't he? But <coughs> the second one was about... It was a bonus. Sacrificing. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. There was some really heavy exposition sequences. Yeah. That all that stuff from a perspective of Chinese mythology and Lopan's, you know, his powers, there was discussions with the, um, was it the maitre d', the, mm. the mate of this, just... Bullshit. Basically, <laughs> it was just rubbish. Like I mean, I remember just sort of sitting there thinking, "Okay, yeah, know, what's this done for me?" It felt it felt a little bit sort of padded, and the explanations were un, div, not difficult to understand, but just kind of like <clears throat> throwaway. They weren't really useful. Yeah, given that given the straightforwardness of the plot. Yeah. It sort of just felt like you should have just been getting to the next. We just need <laughs> to get. One. We need to get Maylin back. Yeah. And Burton's suddenly involved. Kind of what it was, he just so wants yeah. his money and his truck back. Yeah. Simple shit. Simple. Then kept made a little bit too exposition heavy. Yes. That was my feeling. Effects. Oh. Couple of notables. There's some. There's a couple of real, real troublesome ones. There's one down in the catacombs. It looks like a penis. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. It comes it out of the wall and chews oh, the guy yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It looks ridiculous. It looked like, like a fun park. Yeah, everything. Though. It kind of looks like something you'd, you'd find in a haunted, a haunted, haunted house, house at, a, yeah. at a camera show. Yeah, it just sort of came out, the mouth opened, yeah. and then it was just back on the rails. Yeah, like. it was just. It was really bad. That that monster. Yeah. What was that? I'd, it was pretty ordinary. But what but is it? I believe it? if you read the book, nobody could stand the bloke in the suit either. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently he was saying I'm not doing any I'm not doing the stunts until I get more padding. Then started refusing to walk like the bloke that created the suit wanted him to walk and yeah, not not a happy man apparently. <laughs> well, it was it it was probably the least convincing effect. I think they knew too, because they used it very sparingly and then just left it. Yeah. It felt like it could have been a boss battle too with the three storms, but then it was just yeah, uh, forgotten pretty later. quick and stupidly brought back at the end. Yeah. That was poor. That was. <laughs> I, I don't really know what they were trying to do. Well, you had to with use that. the suit you paid for, I suppose. <laughs> but look, if you're not going to jump off this and you know land on that, could you at least get on the back of a truck yeah. and pop your head up? You don't have so. to walk. You don't have to walk. You don't need any padding. Just sit there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what that was. Obviously trying to get out a, a sequel. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was a bit baffled by that. Yeah, it didn't work. I know that much. Mm. That's pretty much it for me. I've got one more that really troubled me more than it should have. Yeah. Why did we have an escalator in Lopan's sort of den? Interesting. <laughs> it didn't look like a three to four story joint. <laughs> it was underground, wasn't it? They went down and then they sort of come out, and we've got the neon, the skull with the neon sort of yeah. lighting. But then the escalators just sort of down the, <laughs> down the yeah, middle. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> it also baffled me because um, previously we'd uh, established that he was floating. Yeah. <laughs> so he didn't really need You don't really require any uh, motorised transport. But then everyone sort of just, when they rolled in, they just sort of stared at the escalator and, and rolled and out. And then, um, you know, uh, again, I was paying far too much attention to this, but conveniently when he wanted to leave, it had reversed. <laughs> it was going up. <laughs> so it was all, you know, it was. I, just, I was just thinking about, you know, what do you do if... Considering occasionally I go to the Belcotton Mall and the fucking things are always broken down. Yeah. And what do you do if, that, if that's happening? Like, you've got to get all your men down there. Yeah. Sorry, boys, you've got to walk today. Uh, uh, give, the, give the repair man a call. Yeah. 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 No, no, just, no, no, there's nothing. This nothing week, fellas, you've got, to, you've got to float down there. Yeah, nothing untoward going on down here. Just just fix the escalator. <laughs> don't worry about the skull and the big altar in the middle there. And yeah. Just forget yeah, about yeah. that. No, look, don't, we'll pay cash. <laughs> <laughs> We paid cash. No questions asked. Let's just, uh, let's just move on. Yeah, that, All right. I think that was it for me. Anything else you wanted to add, mate? No, I think we pretty well covered what I liked and didn't about it. Look, this one's short and sharp. That's what happens when you drop a... Uh, you lose a, a host yeah. for a few weeks. Yeah. Get a little bit shorter. Divo's padding, padding it for us. and Yeah, well, you know, it adds an extra... Dimension too, and yeah. an extra load of thoughts. Good five minutes good. of telling us we're idiots and we don't yeah. know what we're talking about too. So. <laughs> exactly. Look, thanks to everyone for listening. If you want to get in contact with us, send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. Like us on Facebook, Thrill Me Podcast Australia, or at Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. Next episode, another John Carpenter, 1988's They Live. But until then, Take it easy, and we'll catch up with everyone later.
Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.